Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 37 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one's going to be all about gesture drawing so that's the main topic. We've also got a little art tip of the week which is to do with gesture drawing and it's about using the largest piece of paper you can find and I've also got a new feature this week which is book book time where I'm going to each week talk about a different book and there will sometimes be art books there might be books about lucid dreaming um, and like other things it's just going to be a lot of things about books because I love reading books and I think talking about books each week on the podcast will also help me read more books and this week's book book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself how to lose your mind and create a new one by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So that's coming up on this week's episode, which is number 37. You can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com. And I think that's it, really. Before we jump into the main topic, I just wanted to talk about something that I started this week. And it is svslearn.com, which is, it stands for SVS stands for the Society of Visual Storytelling. What it is, is it's a little website. Well, it's not little. It's quite big. (laughs) It's got like over 80 courses all related to art. So some of the courses cover composition, inking, gesture drawings, painting, characters, figure drawing, drawing hands and heads. And there's just so many videos. Sketchbooking, digital traditional watercolours it's just like so many courses and what's really fun is it's the website is run by three different artists which is Jake Parker who I this is how I actually found it I found this website because of Inktober and Jake Parker runs Inktober so he's one of the founders we've also got Will Terry and Lee White so they all make they make most of the videos but what's really good is that the the courses also include other artists. So there's like Stan Prokopenko with his figure drawing stuff. There's a lady called Gina Jane who's doing something on marketing. So what's really good about that is you're getting all these different perspectives on how to improve your art. And what's really cool as well is that they also have a podcast which is called Three Point Perspective. And again, on that podcast, you have these three different artists talking about different subjects. And I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of weeks now, and it's it's already like becoming one of my favourites. So I'll link to that in the show notes, but you can find it all on their website at sbslearn.com. And they also have an amazing forum, which is it's like a really friendly forum full of loads of different artists all around the world. So I've been posting on there as well and asking for help and stuff and that's just really good and so the forum you could just sign up for free there's a seven day trial on the courses but it's actually not that expensive it's $24 a month which I think that's about £20 something like that so I think for the amount of content that's on the site it's it's really good value for money and I'm not going to talk about it properly I would, I'd like to do a podcast in the future just on this 
site because I've only started on it but so far it looks really good so I wanted to mention that on the podcast and that's basically that so let's jump into this week's main topic which is all about gesture drawings and there's two exercises that I have never stopped doing since I started drawing they are upside down drawing and gesture drawing so I, I do upside down drawing whenever I'm doing realistic pencil drawings because that helps you draw what you see instead of what you know and I think that's really important when doing realistic pencil drawings but the other thing that I've never stopped doing is gesture drawings and I was first introduced to gesture drawings by Stan Prokopenko because I signed up to one of his courses on figure drawing and one of the first things he covered was gesture drawings and so that's when I started doing it and I had so much fun doing it that I've just never stopped doing it and so if we start with what is it gesture drawing is a little exercise where you're trying to capture the essence of something and it's normally a person so it's normally like the figure and what you well whenever whenever I do it there's many ways to do it you can do it like 30 seconds a minute you can even do like five second ones which that's crazy we used to do that at life drawing so you'd have to look at the model and she would pose for like five to ten seconds and she would keep moving and you had to quickly try and capture her essence and what I noticed is the quicker ones it forces you to like really find what the essence of the gesture is because the more time you have the more you start thinking too much really kind of goes back to that thing about drawing what you see and not what you know So I tend to stick with 30 second gestures because I find I find that that's just a really nice amount of time to capture the essence and not put too much detail in. So gesture drawing is just looking at something, normally a figure, and trying to capture the essence in as few lines as possible. And the main reasons why to do it is it's a good way to warm up. It's a really good way to loosen up because if I look at my gestures when I first started and look at them now, right at the start they were very stiff and that was something that my first art teacher said was, I said to her, I, I really want to like loosen up because I'd noticed that my drawings were stiff and well, she recommended going out and drawing people in public, like sketching them in public, so that's what I did. And then that's what got me into wanting to learn how to draw figures. And that's when I found Stan Prokopenko at Proko.com. And that's when he introduced gesture drawing. So it, it kind of started with me wanting to loosen up. And that's one of the main things that I notice with gesture drawings. Um, it help, also helps with like building confidence. And you can try out different mediums, like p- different pencils and inks and stuff. So it's a good way to just play around with different types of tools. Something else that's really good is you start noticing like your negative tendencies. So whenever I'm doing gestures, like sometimes I'll notice that I maybe I draw the arms too fat and stuff like that. And so over time, the more you do them, and because they're only 30 seconds, you can do so many of them in like a 30 minute period, you get loads of them. And then you can look back at them after you've done them and you can start like noticing um, your tendencies, the things you keep doing. And then you can start trying to focus on 
improving that. And one of the other main things is that it really helps with understanding what you're drawing. So because you're just drawing arms, for instance, over and over, you end up being able to draw like the basic shape of a leg without actually having to look at it. So not only are you improving your ability to draw what you see and not what you know, you're also improving your your knowledge of the thing you're drawing. So in a, in a weird way, you're going to improve your ability of drawing what you know and not what you see. So you, <laughs> that's quite funny. I just thought about that. I like that. That means, I guess what it means is you're going to improve your ability to draw from your imagination. Something I wanted to say was... I've been. I wanted to do this podcast for ages on gesture drawings, but I kept putting it off because I wanted to like take loads of notes and like make it really structured and stuff. But I realised that I I would never do it if I kept waiting. So this is a bit more of a spontaneous one. I've got a few little notes, but it's going to be a bit more spontaneous. And maybe in the future, I'll do another one where I structure it a bit more. But that's basically why to do gesture drawings but the main thing for me is that I've like realised that gesture drawing is like the foundation of everything let's say you do a 50 hour painting that original little 30 second gesture which is what you started with somehow that still shows through in the final drawing or final painting so that means that just shows the importance of the gesture is that if like that little 30 second gesture which is capturing all of the feeling, that is going to carry on right through into the fi- final drawing. So I've, I now have this feeling that I would rather have a beautiful gesture and not very good structure or not very good like rendering skills. I'd rather improve my gesture skills than my rendering skills because I think a drawing with a beautiful gesture but not very good structure and rendering I feel like it's going to have a lot more feeling to it than a drawing which has got a really poor gesture but amazing rendering skills because I think that drawing would most likely look quite stiff and it wouldn't have a nice feeling about it so I'm all about feeling really I and I think that is what gesture drawing is gesture drawing is all about feeling so that's probably why I love it so much but the main thing is that it's a drawing exercise that you can do for like 10 minutes a day and it's just a lot of fun so you're going to improve your skills and have fun and then what is really good and this is something I've just started doing about well I started doing it at the end of last year is what you can do is you can um, all these gestures that you're doing because you'll end up with like thousands and thousands of gestures all over the place on pieces of paper or on the computer if you do them digitally but what, what you can actually do is you can look for your gestures and if you see one that you think I really like that you can then take that gesture and scan it into the computer or on another piece of paper you can start turning it into a proper drawing so that means even though you're only practicing you can still turn this into finished drawings in the future so they have like a they have like a second life which is what I've just noticed and I've been I've started doing that recently with my little Sophie characters and that's worked out really well. So that's a, like a little bonus of doing gesture drawings. Something I wanted to mention was about the 
types of pencils to use. So like, you can play around with loads of different stuff, but I tend now to stick to one pencil, and I've noticed that it's, I seem to have the most fun with really thick pencils. So I use this really thick 5.6mm, I can't pronounce it, but it's a Koinor Hard Muff Magic Clutch Pencil. I'll put a link in the show notes, but the fun thing about this is, it's a pencil where it's multicoloured, and you don't have to sharpen it because it's um, a clutch pencil. So that's good because it means you don't have to keep stopping to sharpen things. But what's really good is because it, it's multicoloured, your gestures end up with like blue, red and yellow lines all mixing in. And it just adds a little bit more fun to the gestures. But it's got this really nice waxy feel to it, which means when you're doing your gestures, it's like the pencil just slides across the paper. It's, it's a really nice pencil for gesture drawings. So I definitely recommend trying that one out. <laughs> um, that sound means it's Lil Art Tip of the Week. And I'm actually going to put it in here. Because this week's Lil Art Tip is related to gesture drawings. And it's basically to use the biggest piece of paper that you can find if you're doing it traditionally. And the reason for that is when you're doing gesture drawings, you, you want to be... Um, drawing from your elbow or at least drawing like really big long sweeping movements and because I started out first doing it in a really little sketchbook and that's maybe another reason why they were a bit more stiff because if you're limited by the paper size you end up holding back you end up not being able to really go for it and like what you want to do is try to get these really confident expressive lines and I've noticed that the bigger the paper, the more you can do that. So this week's little art tip is to use the biggest piece of paper that you can find. <laughs> so this week's little art tip is to use the biggest piece of paper you can find when doing gesture drawings. And I thought that was quite fun. <laughs> but on the computer, you can just make the canvas any size you want. One little additional tip that I wanted to add was... Um, I think I remember Stan Prokopenko saying to always start gesture drawings with the head and I, I read I've read that in a couple of other books as well where they say start with the head and then build down but I found the the best way for me to do gestures is to actually start where I feel the most feeling so if I look at a gesture I'm always drawn to one point of it and it's normally like the shape of an arm or the feeling or the, or the curve of the bum or it's for me it's normally the legs I'm normally drawn to like the shape of the legs so what I'll do is I'll start with that I'll start with the leg and then build it out from there because I feel like if you go straight to where the where your feeling is that line is going to be the most exciting one it's going to be the most exciting one for you to draw but it's also going to look like the most exciting on the paper and what I noticed was if I start with the head and then try to do that like sexy line of the leg or something, I'm then trying to I'm trying to relate that to the head. I'm trying to put it into the head. Whereas if I do it the other way, it's much easier for me to put the head onto the lines I've already drawn of the leg. I've, I hope that makes sense. But I guess like a bonus little art tip of the week is to start gesture drawings where you feel the most feeling, not necessarily with the head. So that's what gesture drawings are. But what I thought would be really good is to talk about how to do them. 
and two of the little resources I use that I found really 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 good so the first thing the way you actually do them is you get a piece of paper you get a bunch of photos you have a little timer and that timer every 30 seconds you want to change the photo and so you, you could do it manually where you could just have a bunch of photos and every time the timer goes off and the photos but there's actually a website called quickposes.com which does it all for you so there's two resources I'm going to talk about one is quickposes.com and the other one is a, a YouTube channel called Croquet Cafe and they're, they're both totally different but they're both covering gesture drawings so I think they kind of complement each other quite nicely so quickposes.com is probably my favourite art resource and I've been using it for years now and a little, just a little, so, mm-hmm, I'm getting excited, so you basically, you can log in, it's completely free, you can create this little account and it will track everything you're doing and you can also earn certificates which you can print out and that just really, it just really sort of motivates you to want to keep going but so what Quick Poses does is it allows you to select an amount of time you can go from 120 seconds down to 30 seconds but you can also change the variables to be whatever you want so you could do like 10 seconds or 5 minutes if you wanted but anything that's out of these ranges it doesn't count towards the certificates so what you do is you say you select say 30 seconds it then allows you the option of turning the photos upside down or not and when I'm doing gestures, I like to keep the photos the right way up because I like to look at what I'm drawing. I don't want it to be upside down when doing gestures. But it's nice that it's got the option. But then what you do is it gives you all these different things. So you can have you can have a bunch of lying down poses, sitting poses, action poses, poses of people hanging around. And they've even got an option for clothes. So if you want your figures, if you want your gestures to be based with clothes that's that's another option and then all you do is you select what you want and then you hit start and every 30 seconds let's say 30 seconds every 30 seconds it will throw a little image on screen and you've just got to try and capture it and then at the end when it's all finished it displays all the photos that you that you used and you can actually, what's really cool is you can actually say while you're doing your gestures, you see an image and you think, oh, I really like that. I'd like to do that one again. At the end, when it's all finished, you can tick and select different photos and add them to like a database. So that you can end up creating the, your own personal collection of photos that you really like. And what's really good about that is you can start grouping them. So let's say in the future you, you want to do a, your own drawing and you think I want to do a, a drawing of somebody sitting you could create a folder full of really nice poses of people sitting and then you can use that for inspiration in the future so this website is just amazing the person who runs it he's called Verx V-E-R-X and I've actually emailed him a couple times and he seems really nice um, and very helpful He's also got a Patreon page so you can support the site if you want to on there as well. So that's my probably my number one gesture drawing resource. And then the other one which, which goes along with it quite nicely is Croquet Cafe. 
which is a YouTube channel, and I'll put links to all of these in the show notes, but this one has over 340 videos, which are basically like, it's like you're at a life drawing session. So life drawing, you do, you've got a, a model in front of you, and nothing is ever going to replace life drawing, I don't think. This croquet cafe gets as close as possible. It really is like being at a life drawing session, and but you've got the added bonus of being able to pause the poses. So, again, if at the end of the at the end of the session, if you think to yourself, "I really like that pose that, that this model done," you could like go back to the video, go back through the video, and pause it. So you can't do that at a life drawing. So there are benefits to this. And what I really like about Croquet Cafe is they have male models and female models, but they also have like large women, really skinny people, really muscular people, and they also do special ones where they have them clothed, and they also do really quick ones. Like they have these videos from time to time where they're doing 15 second gestures, um, and they're, they're really fun. But most of the videos they start out with quick. They start out with a bunch of quick poses and then they move on to like a final five minute pose at the end. So this one's really good because it tests you in different areas. It tests you like doing quick gesture drawings and it doing longer ones as well. So I really, really, really like Croaky Cafe as well. And I think you can put them both together and do them both. And it's just a lot of fun. And again, the person who runs Croaky Cafe... Larry Withers, he introduces the videos and he seemed really nice as well, which is really cool. And they also have a Patreon page which are linked in the show notes again. So that that is basically gesture drawing. It is, it's for me the probably the most important thing um, if you're wanting to do characters because I think characters are all about it's all about their essence really, and the essence is all about the gesture. So I thought it'd make a really nice podcast, and I've actually. I did a blog post about this ages ago, which again I'll link to in the show notes. But the main thing I came away from in that blog post was that it is a lot of fun. And that's probably the best thing about this is, like I said, it's a, it's a drawing exercise that is fun. And there's not many of those because most drawing exercises, they end up becoming quite tedious. And I think that's why a lot of artists, myself included, <laughs> we end up like not doing them over large periods of time but this one just never stops being fun that's basically this week's main topic all about gesture drawings i hope you liked it and now it's time for this week's book book it's book book time so these book books are going to be all about books (laughs) all about books so these book books are i think most of them will be about books that i'm currently reading so I think sometimes there might be like multiple weeks where I'm talking about the same book as I'm going through it. But for this first one, I wanted to start with a book that really did change my life. And it's a book I haven't read since I first read it in 2013. So I can't really... Because um, what I'd like to do is I would like to have gone through it and pulled out some quotes and stuff. But I don't own the book anymore because I gave it to my mum. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about this book based on my memories. But what I thought I would do is I'd start by 
reading the synopsis of it. So the book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the synopsis for it on Amazon says, You are not doomed by your genes and hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of your life. A new science is emerging that empowers all human beings to create the reality they choose. In Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, renowned author, speaker, researcher and chiropractor Dr. Joe Dispenza combines the fields of quantum physics, neuroscience, brain chemistry, biology and genetics to show you what is truly possible. Not only will you be given the necessary knowledge to change the aspect of yourself, but you will be taught the step-by-step tools to apply what you learn in order to make measurable changes to any area of your life. Dr. Joe demystifies ancient understandings and bridges the gap between science and spirituality. Through his powerful workshops and lectures, thousands of people in 24 different countries have used these principles change from the inside out. Once you break the habit of being yourself and truly change your mind, your life will never be the same. And honestly, that is so true because the person I was when I first read this book, or the person I read, (laughs) the person I was before reading this book, and the person I am now is such a different person. And it really is all because of this book. It is such a life-changing book. And what I love about the book is, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I remember he, I can't remember what it was, but I know he was involved in some sort of road traffic accident, and he ended up in hospital with the doctor saying that he would, he would have to have this operation, otherwise he would, I think he was, he'd never be able to walk again or something, but he chose not to do it, and so he was lying in bed all that time, and what he did was he basically used the power of his mind and meditating on his mind and changing his beliefs and he was able to basically heal himself and it shocked him so much that it changed his life because for the rest of his life he has gone around the world like interviewing people who overcome these things that are not supposed to be possible like like he basically healing themselves of things that aren't possible and he's he's been trying to work out how people are doing it and he puts it all together and he he talks about like experiments on on how powerful the mind is so he he talks about like how i remember one of them was um there's there's a thing with these pianists so what they did was they got a bunch of people and they had one bunch of people not do anything one bunch of people practice playing the piano with a piano and then another bunch of people practice playing the piano but only practicing by visualizing it in their mind and basically pretending that they were playing the piano and what ended up happening was the people who were only visualizing it in their mind they improved their piano piano playing skills and that's just one of them but there's so many examples he gives which you can go and research online and it's all about how your mind can change reality so like the fact that i'm really into lucid dreaming and stuff this book like looking back now just thinking about it this book is basically saying the very thing that i've learned in lucid dreaming which is that reality isn't what we think it is that's what this book is all about 
And before reading this book, I never knew that that was what was happening. I just thought that reality was the way it was. And to some extent, I, I guess I thought the way you are is the way you are. And this book just changes all of that. And I just remember it being a, a really inspiring book. And it was one of these books that was so exciting because I was reading stuff in the book and then I was able to start doing these little, what I what I call baby steps. So I would start practicing the things he was talking about in the book. I'd start practicing it during the day and I'd start sort of doing experiments and I'd started re- I started to realise that he was telling the truth that if I changed my my thoughts, it would change my actions, and it, by changing my actions, it would change my world, and then that would change my thoughts. So it was like, it was just reprogramming. I do remember one quote he said, which is, neurons that fire together, wire together. And what that means is, if you change your thoughts, you, you're basically creating new connections in your mind. And if you keep doing it, over time, it just becomes like a habit. So... It starts out quite hard because you're having to go against your old habits. And what I've talked about before, like last week, is the self-sabotaging this. That part of us that wants to self-sabotage, that's what you have to go up against. And and so at the start, it's really hard. Well, it's always hard. But at the start, you, it's there's so many like, obstacles you're going to come up against. But what's really good is Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about all of this. So... As you start hitting these roadblocks, you're almost expecting them because Dr. Joe Dispenza has already like, explained what's going to happen. So you'll hit a roadblock and instead of giving up, you'll, you'll find that you realise that that is just part of the process. So in a weird way, these little roadblocks that you hit, they're kind of positive because it means you're making progress. And that's what this book is all about. It's just, it's it's the most amazing book. And... The reason I picked it up is it goes back to that thing I said about before where that night there was this one night where I was drawing and I saw my hand drawing on its own which was like a mini out of body experience and what happened was from that moment everything changed because I I realised how powerful art was and I wanted to become, I wanted to improve my art skills and I knew that I needed to go to like art class and stuff like that but at the time I had really bad social anxiety and there was no way I would have been able to go to art class and so I realised I had to change who I was in order to become a better artist so that's when I like looked into this book and basically this book introduced me to meditation and I feel like meditation has been the main thing really for helping me before this book I was living as Kevin I was living in denial of being transgender. My whole life was based around fear. I didn't think I could do anything that I wanted to do. Like, I didn't have any dreams. I was just t- sort of drifting through life. Um, yeah, it was just a, a life full of fear, really, back then. And and now it's a life full of facing the fears. And that's all because of this book. So. Without this book, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do my transition. I wouldn't have been able to go to art class. So many positive, like really nice things have come about because of this book. And it's it's all based around a simple thing of just changing your thoughts. And it's it's harder than it sounds. It's not that simple. 
but it is that simple <laughs> because all you got to do is change your thoughts but you're going to have to face that self-sabotaging thing that's going to try to stop you so it is it's not easy but it sort of is <laughs> so i really recommend this book and i thought it was the perfect book for the first book book so this week's book book is breaking the habit of being yourself how to lose your mind and create a new one by dr joe Dispenza. and i think that is it for this week's podcast so you can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com i've also got a youtube channel which you can find at youtube.com slash sophielawson you can find videos on there and i upload the podcast as well if you have any comments or anything you can send me an email at sophielawson.com slash contact or you can leave a message in the youtube comments and all that's left is this week's inspirational quote and it goes to billy butler what i love that name billy butler and it is even the smallest gesture can make a huge difference billy butler